Welcome to the EFC Podcast. Hi, I'm Karen Stiller from Faith Today Magazine. Dead to Distraction is a piece written by Carolyn Ahrens, a Faith Today columnist. Now, Karen, what did you find interesting about this piece? I loved this column. It deals directly with an issue that I think we all struggle with in our life, and that is our own addiction to technology and also just watching our kids and our spouses and our friends always with their noses stuck in their phones. And Carolyn just tackles it really, really well. Great. Yeah, I think this is definitely one of those topics that we can all relate to. Yeah, let's give it a listen. It's Good to Take a Break from Technology by Carolyn Ahrens. I had just flown into Santa Barbara and met up with several colleagues for a working dinner. While others placed their orders with the waiter, our president Chris Hall and I both pulled out our smartphones for a quick email check. I noticed a positive response on a logistical matter we'd been concerned about, so I exclaimed, Oh good! Unfortunately, it wasn't until a second after I spoke that I registered what Chris, lost in his own email reverie, had said a second before I spoke. Oh no, my friend has passed away. So to recap, my boss, oh no, my friend has passed away. Me, oh good. Fortunately, Chris has a great sense of humor. Once he got over the shock of our exchange, he began laughing and we still chuckle about it every time it comes up. Still, the moment has been emblematic for me of the dangers of living in a state of constant distraction. Rest assured, I'm not usually as tone deaf as I was in that isolated incident. But I suspect the clamor of everything there is to do and think about is drowning out some important music around me, leaving me considerably less able to respond in tune. It's easy to think of technology as the viral agent in our distraction sickness, and in many respects it is. But Joshua Rothman, a writer for The New Yorker, points out there are actually two possible explanations for the growth of distraction. The first indeed is material. We live in a society designed to distract us in relentless and ever-increasing ways. We create ever-evolving distractions, which in turn make us ever more restless. But Rothman argues the second possible cause is spiritual, that we're distracted because our souls are troubled. He notes this problem predates the advent of the smartphone. In the 17th century, Pascal observed all men's miseries derive from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone. Of course, Rothman could just as easily have sourced an even earlier documentation of the problem. Why, my soul, are you downcast? asked the psalmist in Psalm 42. Why so disturbed within me? It seems the material and spiritual are explanations not in competition, but in cahoots. Our souls are restless, as Augustine self-diagnosed in the late 4th century. Instead of finding real rest in our Creator, we create ever-evolving distractions, which in turn make us ever more restless. If we are the most distracted culture in history, it's likely because we've had so many centuries to get good at distraction. This cycle of distraction is so entrenched that it's easy to think it can never be changed. But before we resign ourselves to lives of scattered diffusion, it would be good to spend some time in Romans 6. The Apostle Paul reminds us repeatedly, we are no longer slaves to any form of sin. But there's a catch. Sin no longer masters us because we are now slaves to righteousness, says Romans 6.18. Perhaps we will never shake our compulsion to distraction until we are captured by something more compelling. In my work with Renovare, an organization that exists to encourage healthy Christian spiritual formation, 
I've met folks who seem to have been healed from distraction sickness. One of them is Chris Hall, the man I mentioned earlier. Despite, or rather because of, the many demands on his time, Chris begins every day in extended silence, attending to the still, small voice so he'll be able to stay in dialogue with God the rest of his busy day. Another hopeful example is Trevor Hudson, a South African preacher and author who teaches at the Renovare Institute. Recently, I asked him how he came to be so strikingly unhurried with people. He told me he'd been on a conscience journey with God of learning to be present to himself, to other people, and to God. His undistractedness is a byproduct of that desire to be present, rather than the other way around. I think Trevor is on to something. If I can be, as Paul puts it in Romans, alive to God, fully awake and present to his presence within me, within the world he's made, and within other people, perhaps I can slowly and surely become dead to distraction. And that's the sort of death I can appropriately call good. Carolyn Arends is a recording artist, author, and director of education for Renovare. Find more of these columns at theefc.ca. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To listen to more and to subscribe to Faith Today, Canada's Christian magazine, please visit www.theefc.ca forward slash faith today.